Welcome to Gadgets for Families, the tech show for the family IT grandpa. We see you out there making sure that the family has all the right devices, everything that they need, the best data plans that work for them, and most importantly, chargers for everything. And anyone else trying to get more out of their lives through tech. I'm your host, Jay Benjamin, and Greg won't be joining us today. He's feeling a little under the weather, so we wish him a speedy recovery, and he'll be right back at it with us next week. Today is going to be a quick and simple episode. It's uh, January 2024, and you know what that means. It's CES, which is the Consumer Electronics Show. Now, this is a show where companies show off what devices they have planned for the year and beyond, and sometimes not at all. Uh, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these products are just concepts or just ideas uh, to try to get the industry moving in that direction. But a lot of things do come out. Right. Some of these products you can actually purchase now or be able to purchase in the coming months. So what we're going to do, like I mentioned last week, we're going to do a quick, basically a good, the bad and the ugly of the uh, tech that we've seen this week at CES. Well, last week, because it's over with this week. So uh, before we get started, I want to thank everyone for subscribing, sharing, uh, listening throughout the the, uh, the last few months. And uh, we really appreciate it. Also, don't forget to share. And if you're just joining us now, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. It really helps us out a lot. And it only takes half a second, but it means a lot to us. So thank you to everyone that shared the podcast, uh, the uh, YouTube channel, or all of our shorts and things like that. And uh, thanks for joining us on the uh, on this journey now. So let's just jump right into it. So again, CES is the Consumer Electronics Show. 2024 just wrapped up and a lot of these companies are going to be um, uh, a lot of the companies have uh, showcased a lot of their devices. A lot of cool things come uh, um, that was shown this year. So I figured I'll just go down the list and just uh, share a few things that really stood out to me. Now, every year, a big part of CES is uh, televisions and the upgrades, right? OLEDs, of course, they're going to be bigger and brighter. Uh, they're going to have sharper images, better sound quality, things like that. Screens get thinner and thinner. Bezels get smaller and smaller. But, um, one of the things that really stood out was from a company called C-Seed and it's a 137 inch folding TV. Now this thing is massive and it automatically folds in and out by itself. So it's, there's five different sections I mean, and it folds down really tiny, almost to like the size of like some luggage or something like that. Looks really cool. And once it's open and you can view the screen, the bezels are gone. They're they're pretty much they they pretty much disappeared. And um, they use some uh, brighter LEDs along those seams. They they brighten them up to really kind of. I guess give you your eyes an optical illusion that the uh, the bezel isn't there. It looks really cool. Uh, you, you should check it out. So it's from a company called CC. Uh, also, it's designed for outdoor use. So it actually has built in like weather sensors to detect high winds or rains or things like that. And it'll automatically fold itself up and tuck itself away in its little storage case. So really cool and a very affordable price at $200,000 if you're looking for one. So uh, <laughs> I won't be getting one anytime soon, but it is really cool. The next thing on my list is the MSI Claw. 
Now, this is one of those portable Steam Deck, basically a souped up um, a Nintendo Switch. It's a portable game system, a little more powerful than that. But these particular models that they're introducing are Intel based, right? Most of these systems have an AMD chip in it or some other uh, uh, mobile chip in it. So it's always a cat and mouse game with these companies uh, about which system is the most powerful. But if they can get these out and get these in the hands of customers right now or as soon as possible, then these Intel uh, based uh, uh, gaming systems will be some of the most powerful gaming systems ever. Portable gaming systems that are right. That is you can you can, of course, build a, a home PC or something like that, even more powerful. But I mean, these are in a little form factor, a little thicker. Maybe if you stack two or three Nintendo switches on top of each other. So it's a little bit bulkier, but still ultra portable, beautiful screen in the middle, uh, powerful graphics. And again, these are going to be Intel uh, uh, based. So really, really cool. The next thing I have on the list is the uh, Sennheiser Airbuds, right? Now, just the health stuff is the reason why it made my list. Now, the uh, the health stuff can do things like uh, track your, your temperature. Uh, it has a blood sensor monitor in it. Uh, I'm sorry, not a blood sensor, an, an oxygen monitor in it. Really cool health stuff. And it, and it all um, syncs with your Apple Health app. So while you're working out, you can actually check like your heart rate and things like that. Now, these are built into the earbuds themselves. The reason why I say just the health stuff, because the the earbuds are very bulky. They're really, really bulky. Uh, they really wouldn't be the best choice for earbuds. Um, they're not very repairable, uh, like battery replacements and things like that. So basically you buy it. Uh, $300 price tag and in a few years you're done with it right there's no upgrading it yourself there's no repairing it uh, if you're out of warranty or whatever with the company then you're kind of just out of luck but I like the idea of putting these health sensors into the uh, into the earbuds to kind of offload some of the technology in other wearables like your watch or having to have a heart rate monitor on or something like that they're built right into the earbuds and um, really really cool so Check those out. So this is a, it's a company called Sennheiser, and they make awesome audio gear and stuff like that. But again, the earbuds, just the health stuff, um, it's, it's the reason why it made the, uh, the good list. So another thing that's good uh, on the uh, good list is the uh, AI and robotics. Now, you'll hear me mention AI uh, several times here, but AI and robotics, and I don't mean the... Um, these uh, gimmicky robots that kind of roll around your house and they kind of spy on you for Amazon and other companies and see what you're buying and stuff like that. I don't mean that. I mean AI and robotics like prosthetic limbs, um, robots that assist people in walking or robots that help humans uh, uh, achieve a certain task, right? Things like uh, I saw one, it was like a coffee barista with AI built into it. Uh, robots that make food. Some to cut the grass, stuff like that. So not necessarily just your consumer electronic. Uh, oh, this is a home assistant and it walks around and it has AI in it. I mean, actual robotics that kind of gives you a glimpse into the future when there are actual robots assisting humans uh, live their lives. Right. Not just, um, again, a, a, a walking Alexa that's going to, you know, um, 
go and grab you a cup of water, but something that's going to actually help great grandma walk or, or you know, uh, help her mobility and things like that. Um, so there was a glimpse of that. I'm not going to name any products in particular, but if you look at any videos of of robotics at uh, CES 2024, you'll see what I mean. And it's some really cool, cool stuff coming out. So the next section I have is the bad, right? We're doing good, bad, and ugly. The bad is <laughs> one product that if you're looking at tech and, and you've been keeping up with CES, you've seen just about everyone cover this. And that is this clicks physical keyboard for iPhones. And I know you're thinking, well, why, why is it on your bad list when it showed up on everyone's good list? Well, there's a few things why. <laughs> there's a few reasons why. One, the guy is a, a popular influencer, YouTuber, a content creator. So, of course, everyone has to go to his booth and pretend like this is the most wonderful thing ever. Um, <laughs> we're still small. We don't have to do that yet. But it's, it's, it's a few things, right? So, first, it forces you to use a case, a big, ugly case, right? So, imagine this thing already on a pretty large iPhone 15 Pro. Then you add the keyboard. Then you add the bulky case to it. It kind of adds a lot of length to the phone, right? The uh, colors are not my color choices. Some people might like them, you know, the younger generations and stuff like that. But then again, the younger generations, they never had a phone with a physical keyboard on it. So there's no nostalgia or anything like that, that, um, that that's drawing people to this. Um, finally, it's just working backwards, right? It's just kind of a finding an aspect from a VCR that you love. Right. An old VCR. Remember when you can rewind your VCR tapes? Wouldn't it be cool if you can get your DVD player to do that? Now, you won't need a DVD. You won't need to rewind a DVD player. But to me, it seems like you're just going back and finding old aspects of old technology and saying, hey, wouldn't it be cool if your new technology can do this? Right. There's entire generations that have phones um, now, of uh, 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 you know, users that never had a physical keyboard, never had any any kind of um, attachment to having a physical keyboard. They've always been tapping on glass and the people who were able to do that, I mean, and they can bang out whole paragraphs, whole emails without even looking at the keyboard. They quickly got used to not having that physical keyboard. It was hard. Uh, Greg and I could tell you stories that people just didn't want to give up that physical keyboard. But once they did, everyone and the world just kind of moved on for, for, from it. So it just seems like it's going backwards. I don't want to rant on it too much, but um, I think one of the most hyped products, overhyped products, was that Clicks keyboard from, from the, um, uh, it just adds a physical keyboard. The next bad thing on the list is a company called ASI has thrown AI into a monitor to help you cheat at your game. So... <laughs> It is what it sounds like. It basically uses AI to monitor things like maps and inventory and things like that on the screen just to kind of give you that edge and game plan. Of course, the company says it's not cheating because it's only watching you play. But if it's not your eyes, then and if it's giving you an unfair advantage. It may be looked on as cheating. So interested to see how um the um, these professional gaming leagues and stuff like that is going to monitor for AI built into monitors and stuff like that. It may be, you know, to the point where, 
You know, you can only play with licensed equipment and stuff like that, where you can only play with their monitors. You can only play with their keyboards, their uh, uh, mice and things like that. So which may be the case in some leagues, but we'll see. Uh, the last little bit of bad tech I had is BMW using those X real glasses to give you a heads up display in the car. Now, this sounds really cool. And I don't know where I fall exactly yet on using this type of technology in the car. Part of me is like, this is really cool. I love tech like that. Greg and I have spoken several times about these X real glasses. They seem like they'll be a cheaper yet powerful alternative to the uh, the um, the Apple um, Vision Pro that's coming out, right? With that $3,500 price tag, these things range from $200 to, I believe, $600, and they work really good. So part of me is on board with this. This is really cool. But part of me, too, is like, well, this is still too new for someone to be driving with that on their face, with that um, set of glasses on their face like that. I would kind of rather that technology be built into the windshield of the car, right? Some kind of heads up display in the car itself. That way you don't have to depend on, you know, losing the glasses or getting distracted by adjusting to the settings or something like that, or just less distracted driving, the better. Uh, the more this technology should, should go into the vehicle and not to something that you should be wearing. And I could be wrong. I could be wrong about this. Like I said, I'm not sure why I fall in, but for now, it makes the bad list. So finally, I have my ugly list. Now, this is <laughs> this is technology that uh, just doesn't seem to fit anywhere in my point of view. Right. Uh, you know, check these out. Take a look at them. You know, look, look up some videos on YouTube or go to the, some of the company's websites and you may see that I'm wrong. You know, you may have a different opinion about it. But so let's jump into that. So the ugly I have. Last week, we mentioned this big chunk of wood that allows you to control smart devices in your home. So um, and it's basically just a strip of wood. It has LEDs embedded in the uh, in the uh, in the piece of wood. And it's decorative, right? It's not just a, a, a piece of scrap wood or something like that. It's, it's nice. It's finished, polished real nice. But you have to tap and hold to activate it. Then you have to tap through to activate the device. And it just seems like it's simpler to just walk over and flip the switch on right technology shouldn't add extra steps into completing the task if anything it should eliminate all steps to something being voice controlled or you know one single tap or one single turn to to accomplish that task whenever you have to go over to something you have to initiate it then you have to select it and then you have to actually toggle on and off that switch it kind of it kind of eliminates that. The only thing that would make this cooler is if this was actually Hacksaw Jim Duggan's two by four and they put it on the wall and you can actually control devices that way. I know that reference is going to go over a lot of people's heads, but just remember, ho! <laughs> so Next on my list is Samsung's foldable devices. Now, you know how I feel about foldable devices. The cool thing about this one is it folds the other way. Why? I don't know. Anyway, it's called a, a Samsung Flex in and out. And basically, you fold the screen one way and you can fold it totally the opposite way and get more usage out of folding the screen a different way. 
that's on the ugly list for me. I don't know why. Next is AI in the bike. Now, <laughs> it sounds like what it sounds like. A company actually threw AI in a uh, electric bike, an e-bike. And basically, you can access ChatGPT uh, while you're out on the ride. Now, I know ChatGPT can be a little more versatile than a regular assistant like, you know, Amazon's assistant or, or Apple's assistant or Google's assistant or something like that. Some people may prefer chat GPT, but you're on a bike ride. Why do you really need to talk to your bike? But they threw AI in the bike and it's cool. Or at least they, the company thinks so. Uh, Casper card is another one that made the list. This is basically a shopping cart with a screen on it that shows you ads of products while you're in the store shopping for products. So... <laughs> Hey, if that's your thing, some people, you know, may not be able to make a decision. Uh, I'm sure that's going to be all sorts of AI technology in it. It's going to show you pudding when you're on the pudding aisle. Uh, it's going to show you, you know, which uh, potato chips when you're on the potato chips aisle, which uh, potato chips are the best. Kind of sounds like an unfair advantage to companies who don't pay for advertisement on that platform. But, you know, to each their own, if you need advertisements while you're shopping, there's a shopping cart for you. <laughs> it's from a company called Cas Caper Cart, not Casper Cart. I'm sorry, I mispronounced that. So before we go, uh, again, I said this video was going to be short, but before I go, uh, I want to uh, give some honorable mentions to some some products that look really cool. They, they look promising. Um, again, nothing that's available right now. But uh, a good step in that direction to uh, in the future, right? So the first one I have is Lenovo's Windows Android Hybrid Laptops. So it's a laptop. Hybrids have been around for a while. Ever since tablets started really gaining ground, companies have been trying to figure out a way of basically giving you a laptop and a tablet all in one, right? And Lenovo has a great idea where you get a Windows laptop, you open it up, it's in its clamshell mode, you open it up, you have your keyboard, your, your trackpad, you can type on it, and it's a full version of Windows. But when you disconnect that monitor from the keyboard base, you get a fully functioning Android tablet. Now, these have been at CES before in the past, but this one seems like they really got it down, the functionality and things like that. And it may be just because Windows and Android operating systems have become more powerful, more user-friendly. Um, this one's really cool. So it's Lenovo's Windows Hybrid, Windows Android Hybrid Laptop. Uh, I also saw a company with laptops with e-ink displays, but not the display that you see. That's still going to be an OLED or LED monitor. It's e-ink on the back of the, 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 uh, the monitor. So when you close the laptop, you can have a pretty little design or pattern flashing on the outside of the laptop. Let's say you wanted a green laptop. You can set it to green. Let's say you want it blue and, and, and yellow thunderbolts or something on it. You know, maybe you're a charger span or something like that. Uh, you can set that on the e-ink display as long as it'll allow it. Looks really cool. Looks really cool. And I can see this on more products, not just laptops, but, you know, to really give you the, um, the customizable, you know, look that you want, right? If you wanted to match your company colors or your school colors or something like that. Uh, you can have one of these laptops and the e-ink display on the outside would allow you to, to, to match those colors or those patterns. Really cool. 
The next one is Samsung's earbuds. The case actually has a LED display on it. Now, seems gimmicky when you think about it at first, but if you if you really want to cut the invisible cord, so to speak, and go to the gym or go on a bike ride and leave your phone, you will be able to still have access to, you know, playback controls, maybe text messages, maybe uh, uh, any kind of messages or whatever. And you can view that on just a little screen that you have in your pocket. Yes, I know most people still wear smartwatches and actually the interface on the uh, on the earbud case kind of reminds you of their smartwatch um, software. So it's not anything heavy duty. It's not going to be a full tablet or a full computer, but maybe it'll allow you to be able to reply to text messages or something simple in the middle of your workout right from the case. So really cool. I look forward to seeing more technology like that, not necessarily to replace anything that you need, but if you're buying earbuds and you have an extra screen on you in your pocket that you can make use of, I can see that really being good. So that made my honorable mention list. And the last one was Lenny, the talking AI block. Now, I only saw a brief video of it. Um, I didn't really go into details, but it was basically an AI um, block <laughs> that they had on the screen. And people would go up. They had a microphone set up on the stage and people would go up and ask the questions and they would talk and actually communicate with people. It was really cool. Really good to see where AI is going. But. That was pretty much it for my honorable mentions. And that was the good, the bad, and the ugly from uh, from CES last week. But if you notice, there was one thing that made all categories, and that was AI. And whether it was good, bad AI, an honorable mention, or just plain ugly, um, AI has kind of become, and, and we'll talk about this more in, in next week's show if, if we have time, but AI has become kind of the buzzword for new technology that the companies want to use right uh remember we went through a few years ago when everything was organic they would put organic on everything right or green right? we went through every company wanted to be green every company wanted to be carbon neutral so you're going to see ai that's not really ai whether it's machine learning or just algorithms built into the uh to the uh the hardware or um even if it is some kind of level of AI, you're going to see that word over the next few years being tossed around a lot. So um, don't go the route of just fearing everything. Oh, AI, that's Skynet is going to take over the world. Um, and also too, don't ignore it and just be like, eh, well, everything's AI now. You know, advertisement companies, ever, uh, marketing departments, they're going to slap AI on everything. Just be conscious on exactly what it is that you're buying, whether it's uh, actual AI, um, if it's in the cloud or if it's local on a device, wherever those those uh, those processes are being, um, wherever it's being processed at, just be conscious of all of that and just don't take AI as the new organic, gluten-free buzzword that they're slapping on everything. So thank you for listening. Again, this was going to be a short one today uh, um, with without my friend and co-host. So we just wanted to, to get something out there just to talk about CES, just to uh, add our, our two cents in and uh, go online, check out some of these devices, go to CES's website and, and look at some of the, uh, the awards that they gave out to some of these. And also check out Hacksaw Jim Duggan's uh, 2x4 
that you can control your smart home lighting and stuff with. So thank you folks for listening and ho! Oh!